0: LifeWay Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. This is a shout out to our Reach Australia Conference sponsors, KidsWise. KidsWise is your partner in kids' ministry. They seek to provide everything you need to build an effective kids' ministry. There are resources for every age group, from one-year-olds all the way through to 11-year-olds. Lessons that creatively teach the Bible so that every child is engaged. Stories that make God's truth visible to children. Mini-movies that beautifully bring to life Bible stories. And audio tracks that help kids Memorize scripture. As well, Kidswise offers training for volunteers, parents, and team leaders. There's even a masterclass for those overseeing the kids' ministry in a church. So why not go to kidswise.com.au, kidswise.com.au, and see how Kidswise can partner with your church today.
1: Hi, I'm Madeline Galea.
0: And g'day, I'm Scott Sanders.
1: Welcome to the One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid, practical tip for gospel-centred ministry every week.
0: Now, Maddie, I, you know I've got four daughters. Um, I do. Mecca. So I'm not talking about Mecca. The I've place. Been, yeah, not the place. I'm talking about Mecca. The how do you, how do you get your I just how do you get your head around Mecca? That is a big store. Um, where do I go? What do I do? Um,
1: Oh, oh there, look! There's a lot of uh, tutorials on YouTube. If you were ever interested in that, but uh, I find that people at Mecca are quite helpful. I often ask them questions, and I go in. Yeah.
0: And is it weird for a dad to be, you know, buying makeup it, with their daughters? Like, is that like is that a weird thing? Or no, like, I, I just get I get interested in all that sort of stuff. I love researching new things, and so I'm like, which foundation? You know, what do I what do I do? What does this do? Which brushes do you go for? Like, I actually enjoy that whole process.
1: No, I think, it's, I think it's really sweet. And my one tip would be moisturiser does a lot more than makeup, so hydrate. <laughs> Becca should be paying us.
0: <laughs> well, the one thing is brought to you with thanks to Reach Australia. We want to see thousands of healthy evangelistic multiplying churches across Australia. And over the past 10 years, we've helped plant 100 churches in Australia, and we want to see 200 more by 2030. But the vision's expanded, and we want to see 500 plus leaders as well uh, developed so that we can see churches continue to grow and multiply.
1: But for now, you press play on another episode of The One Thing Dangers in God Responsiveness.
0: Yep. Dangers. Cool. Wow. Dangers. Like <laughs> dangers. Is that uh-huh. just click, click baitable, or is it actually what are the dangers in thinking into this? purpose area God responsiveness
1: well we're gonna find out uh, so we're going to hear a short audio clip from a recent reach Australia learning lab on God responsiveness so it was run by Andrew Heard from EV Church on the Central Coast and Ray Galea from MBM Church in Western Sydney this is one of our best attended learning labs and we reckon it's partly because Godward responsiveness and Godward attentiveness are the part of the church ecosystem that are the least well understood Uh, So, Scott, can you briefly just run us through the church ecosystem and where God responsiveness fits in?
0: We want to keep saying, uh, what's the big thing that churches should be on about? It's Mm -hmm. making disciples, but it's making mature disciples. And it's making mature disciples in increasing numbers. We actually want to see uh, people uh, in the kingdom, you know, making first-time professions. We also want to see people growing in their knowledge and their love of Jesus. So clarifying that big thing, making mature disciples is really important. But then what does a disciple actually look like? Um, mm. You know, have you stopped and considered that? And that's where I think a helpful way of sort of conceiving or thinking about that is, um, is that sort of purpose, uh, purpose Pentagon. And so we want to see people deep in the Word. We want to see a community where people are loving one another and people are, you know, connected and, and being cared for in, in God's family. Mm. We want to see people serving, uh, and so we want to see glad sacrificial service. We want to see people on mission. You know, just as much as we want to see. Uh, people making those first- time processions God uses the body he uses the church to do that that's the that's the vehicle for the taking of the message out mm. to the world and so yeah. that final that final aspect uh, is that Godward responsiveness and it's it you know how do we uh, help people you know grow in that vertical um, which has a has a horizontal dimension you know growing in repentance and faith, uh, having a, a tra- you know the transformation, the renewing of their minds that Paul talks about in Romans, and mm. so you know again we want to see each of these purposes exist in the individual follower of Jesus, but we also want to see them for the community of faith. And so this is sort of one way of thinking about: here's the desired outcome. Oh, and here's what it actually might look like for a mature disciple.
1: Mm. All right. So in this audio clip we're about to play, you'll hear Andrew Heard go through his five dangers uh, regarding Godward responsiveness.
2: I've I've got five. Ready for this? So <laughs> the five dangers I said. You've got um you've got mysticism, you've got externalism, emotionalism, judgmentalism, and man-centeredness. Um so I, I think as you push down encouraging individuals and corporate to pay attention to not just their effective life, their convictions, their heart, but also to the way they might externalize that, you've got the you've got the problems of mysticism. The charismatic Pentecostal movement is um very often gone full tilt into mysticism where the experience of emotion is the way I connect to God rather than through the word by faith in that word. And so mysticism is a very big danger and humans are prone to it. You know, external, I can't remember the order I offered, but externalism, that, which creates judgmentalism, as Ray's saying. So uh, the, the genuine test of whether I'm a mature Christian is how I look. No, no, no. The, the genuine test of how, how mature I am as a Christian is, do I seek to obey God on Monday? You know, um, so for me, the worshipping church, the big evidence for us here, the big measure for us, whether we're a worshiping church is whether I'm hearing our twenty year olds at parties, are they the ones who clean up after the party? You know are they the ones who meet with the unlovable? Um, are they the ones who are keeping the marriage bed pure? you know they're the big tests of of um, the worshiping church. And so the danger is externalism. you you turn, the evidence of maturity into how you look when you sing, um, you know, how you move and so on. Um, I might just add, though, on that one, there is one big external that I think is evidence of maturity. And it's worth noting this. Um, The Bible nowhere tells me what to do with my body except for one part of my body, and that's my tongue. And so in the New Testament, I am commanded to sing to one another, uh, making melody in my heart to the Lord. And so I can put on people if you aren't singing so that I can hear it. There's a maturity issue. Uh, it may not be that you don't put your hands up, but you know we, there is an externalism, expression of the heart that comes out to us in song that doesn't matter. Um, so mysticism, externalism, which leads to judgmentalism, um, man-centeredness. I think there's a problem with man-centeredness in that we, we end up formulating a way of doing church that's shaped by what people want, not what God wants from us. And so there's a the, the, the praise and worship movement has nurtured a passion amongst people to have a certain church because they like it that way. We do need to watch man-centeredness too. Um, uh, um, rationalism, I think, is a, is a danger too, that we, um, we end up reducing the Christian faith to what I think and what I think alone. So there's various dangers that we need to watch. Uh, one of the things I found very helpful years ago was to meet with people who genuinely loved the Lord, had a different way of singing than I did. And I found their singing hugely encouraging. Um, but then I went back into some context. And the way they sang, uh, I just, I, you know, it was true. They were doing the right thing. but And so love, actually, one of the key features of what we do corporately is to concern ourselves with the way I am in a corporate setting and whether it will help or hinder people. And I do that as a, as a listener. So when I'm sitting listening to preaching, it, and this is some of the discussions I remember very in, in, our, in our team context, to start seeing that externals did make a difference in certain things. So when you listen to preaching, if I as a listener uh, sort of lay back with my eyes closed, I won't help anybody. And so I work hard to be a, to look attentive and to have my Bible and do a whole bunch of external things for the sake of people around me and my own sake. Um, well, why, why do when we get to singing, we then cut all of that off and say, don't put externals on us? No, no, there, isn't, there is a way of loving people around me and I need to sing, I need to voice um, and engage and get my hands out of my pocket. Um, you know, I just think there's some externals that I, as a leader, I, I now no longer sing with my hands in my pocket because I just think it it looks like I'm uh, blithely doing an activity that I want to encourage people in rather discourage you. Yeah.
1: Well, that was good. <laughs> uh, Scott, what are your thoughts on the five dangers?
0: Yeah, I guess the, the one that sort of you know, stood out for me was, uh, at, you know, at the time, you know, when I was uh, chatting to both Andrew and, um, and Ray was that, uh, judgment, judgmentalism, you know, so it's interesting. I had someone challenge me at the, you know, at the conference, you know, uh, just a couple of weeks ago about, about my externals, uh, and, and what my externals should be. And, and, he, and he was being quite judgmental, I me. you know, I was kind of saying, look, you, I, I, I love seeing, you know, and I love, I love, uh, you know, I love praising God you know you see that you know so he's particularly looking at my response you know during our sort of public you know mm. public gatherings where we're sitting together um but he came at me really hard you know and you ought to be doing this and you ought to be doing that and I was thinking well I do and I and I and I do exhibit those things and I am being aware of my my you know my body as much as a you know as much as I can think of it and this is what I'm comfortable with. this is what I feel convicted about as well but you know don't kind of trying to push on push on my area so Again, helpful to, with these five dangers to sort of see, you know, here's where it can get, you know, on the edge, you know, to that sort of extreme judgmentalism. You know, you ought to do it this way. You, you must do it this way. And we don't want to. We don't want to get to that. Um, I think. I think the externalism, um, yeah. you know, conversation as well was, uh, you know, making it all about externals. Um, you know, so not letting it actually impact um, your, you know, your, your heart
1: and judging someone's maturity based off these five external things. I thought that was really interesting, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um so in some senses, that, you know, that, that was the one that really stuck out um you know, stuck out for me.
1: Mm, yeah. I did like the I was talking about mysticism, you know, experience of God is how I connect to God. Um as someone who feels things deeply, I uh I can be in danger of this and I find it uh there was I think dad said it, but there was a line like the we can feel like a hypocrite to our emotions, but we need to be true to our convictions and the purposes mm. of God and that uh I kinda reminded me of regardless of how I feel, I am you know, well I wanna sing at church to encourage my brothers and sisters and to praise God, you know. Even thinking I was just thinking about like if I if I don't feel like God loves me, that doesn't mean God doesn't love me and I need to preach the gospel to myself, um, not just sticking in your emotions or like not your, how you feel doesn't determine the truth really, um, but letting your convictions drive you as well. Yeah. So uh, thoughts on pastors singing with their hands oh. in their pocket, without <laughs> their hands in their pocket?
0: <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, I don't want to have the danger of judgmentalism. You know, here. Uh, but I, I do work yep. hard. I do work hard to, you know, with my with my body language demonstrate, um, you know, my joy in singing and 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 I, and that that's hard sometimes. You know, it yeah. is hard. It's hard for me. You know, you got to dra- you know sometimes you got to drag your kids to church on Sunday. Uh, sometimes it is it is hard to find joy, in the midst of um you know in the midst of church life as well. It is, um, it is hard to sing sometimes. Um, yeah. You know, and in some ways that's. That's often a right response to the songs that we sing. You know, the songs that we sing, you know, can really be convicting and can really challenge our um, our our heart. Our heart response. Um, you know, it can be hard to sing after hearing a particularly challenging sermon, or opening up God's word, or or even hearing someone, you know, sharing a story of, of what God is doing in their life. To, to then go, yeah, I'm going to praise God for that. You know, I, you know, I'm like, I I don't know if I want to. Um, and so, uh, I I think it. I think the principle there is not you must not have your hands in the pockets. I think the principle is you are modeling as a leader in a whole bunch of ways, including, um, you know, including, including when you're, you know, in gathered singing. And so you're modeling it when you're praying, you're modeling when you're opening God's word and handling God's word. You know, a church I was at a couple of weeks ago, Mm. the pastor kind of got up and said, Hey, we really love God's word. We've got a whole bunch of pew Bibles. You know, it wasn't, so go to page, you know, 1140 and open up and, we're gonna get into it, which would be okay as well. But uh, if you don't know Jesus, we would just love you to take one of those today and uh, mm. and take it home and you know jump in a gospel and find out about Jesus. You know, but now turn to page eleven forty. We're gonna open up it, and I really want you to dig in it because we're gonna dig into God's word today. You know, yeah. There's a pastor that's modelling God's word is living, active. It's important, and and we so want you to have it. We so want mm. our people to have it, um, and we want you to be reading it, opening it up, and, and <laughs> getting into it. Yeah,
1: uh, and I guess. Yeah, I feel like we're singing, and people's like how visible their res- their response is, or are their hands in their pocket. People often talk about what well, comes down to personality, but I guess if we're convinced that the Bible asks us, you know, God's made us emotional beings, that doesn't mean we're like crying or raising our hands or anything, but we do sing together.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, that, that's can, something I, God wants us to do.
0: Definitely, and I, I mean, I can I can remember, like it's it's important. Our bodies are important. I can remember at college. I was getting sermon feedback uh, from David Cook, you know, and he just said, "Did (laughs) you did you notice? uh, You know, I got heaps of bad sermon feedback. Like he said, bad on me. I can improve. But uh, but he did. Did you notice when you made a point off and you you came back? You know, like I'm 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 moving back from the mic. But I moved back. Now what was going on for there? Like that's actually when you needed to lean in. You know, your body said your body was actually saying this is not important. Uh, Your body was communicating something different from what your words were saying. Are you aware? Mm. No, I wasn't aware of that um yeah now, i was able to pay attention to it you know I was able to write on my sort of sermon notes lean lean forward you know lean <laughs> forward um and so uh it like it denies it denies who we are as people you know our bodies express heaps you know we communicate heaps through our bodies you know there's a yeah. i don't know if it's 58 percent of communication or 68 of communication i think it's like 80 through. but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's because you're the emotionally intelligent one here um you know that that kind of comes out there, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. All right. What's the one thing you want to say about Godward responsiveness? Uh,
0: pay pay attention to it, um, and and I think as a you know if you're a senior minister listening to this, uh, or a, you know lead pastor, or if you're responsible for the church that you're in, uh, then I and then I think uh, it'd be worthwhile listening to that episode, but also paying you know paying t- attention to this aspect in in church life. Yeah. Uh,
1: and what's in the toolbox, Scott?
0: I reckon uh, we we had a great chat on the one thing episode one thirty seven with Simon Manchester. Uh, it's entitled "We Must Do Better," and he uh, he wrote an, an article I think for you know Sydney Anglicans online paper Southern Cross, uh, and he he reflected on the weightiness and the importance of our of our gatherings and a whole bunch mm. of stuff. And and I just reckon he had some really helpful reflections there that, that are really useful to to, uh, to think about. He's um, a very funny man. Yeah, if, you, if you're wanting to dig into it deeper, I reckon worthwhile reading uh, some of Jonathan Edwards' stuff on the religious affections. So Ray talked about um, the importance of affections and not just emotions. And uh, and I, I think that's worth paying attention to, you know. And convictions is probably another way of, you know, thinking about it. Well, I want to give another shout out. There's a new podcast that's hitting the shelves. I mean, hitting your favorite podcast <laughs> app. Uh, It's just been released. It's called Church Planting Australia. Now, we'd love you to check it out. Send someone you know who might be thinking about church planting or who you think could be a a potential church planter. And if you don't know what a potential church planter is, check out one of the episodes because there'll be a whole episode sort of thinking into the competencies and characteristics of a church planter. Note, they don't just have to have skinny jeans. (laughs) Go to your podcasting app, type in Church Planting Australia. I'm Scott Sanders.
1: I'm Madeline Galea.
0: Chat soon.